add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. Folks, I'm going to love this episode. I won't lie to you. It's right up my alley and I think it's going to be up yours too. Uh, Clutter can build up in our homes, our kitchens, our fridges, our bedrooms, absolutely everywhere and anywhere. And sometimes seemingly out of nowhere. But organizing your space can be a way to control the controllables and get some organization and structure into your life. Well, author and founder of Organized Chaos, Sarah Reynolds, joins me in studio. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, Carl. Thanks so much for having me. I showed Sarah my fridge thing just before we came just before we came on air, so she knows what kind of what kind of space she's in. She's in a very I safe love space. It. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to know you a little bit first. How did you get into decluttering? How does one become a declutterer as a as a as a job? Um, well, it all started when I was watching the Oprah Winfrey show with my okay. mother when I was 15 years of age and um, an organizer came on. She was promoting her book, Julie Morgan Stern, uh, promoting her book. And she had also just organized and decluttered the Oprah offices themselves. Okay. And as Oprah would say, I had my light, mul- light bulb moment and I was like, oh, God, maybe I could do that because I just loved keeping my bedroom tidy and my school bag tidy. And Were you always tidy? I was. I don't have any before and after sort of journey. <laughs> yeah, I was always organized and I love the organization side of things. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's where it all started. And uh, as I said, I was 15. It took me another 15 years before I actually did anything about it. I went off to college, got a proper job. And then I decided I'd take a career break. 
And I went over to New York and I did a short course with Julie herself. Wow. Yeah. So how does a course in organizing work? Um, it was just a few days and she basically, she walked us through um, how to do a needs assessment, how to do a consultation, meeting the um, client, reassuring the client. And then also walked us through, you know, how a session might run. We did examples of decluttering a wardrobe, decluttering paperwork. Um, and she spoke a lot about, you know, not judging the client and that sort of thing. So it gave a real good grounding for and confidence to go into a client's home and get started. Okay, so it's not just walking in the door and organizing. There's a, there's a method to it. There's a structure to it. And there's a, there's a yeah, method. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I suppose my own method has de- developed from Julie's over the years. But uh, yeah, there's there's certain steps that we take, um, not only for organized chaos, but also to, re- and especially to reassure the client. And then you came home. I came home. And got left a, your job. Got, no, I came home. I got a loan and set up a website. And just as the website was ready, the year came to an end. So I had to go back to work. And I said, um, right, I will do it on the side. So weekends and annual leave was all used wow. up for clients. And I said, I'd give it a year. And if I hadn't got promoted in my job, I was going to go. Wow. How, did, you, how did your first client come in? Um, through Google. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When I set the website up, I made sure my SEO was really good. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, that that has worked. <laughs> so it came through it came through Google. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I I still remember that that day. It was very it was very exciting, nerve-wracking and special, but uh yeah. So I was I was um about uh Two to three years, essentially double jobbing because I was actually promoted then. <laughs> so I decided I'd stay because, um, you know, you still have the permanent and pensionable job stick that, sticking around in your head. But after about three years of double and triple jobbing, sometimes I decided, right, OK, I will actually leave and I'll try and do this, this business. And why do people get in touch? What do they Google? to find you what, what, what do you organization or decluttering and you and yeah. the company comes up wow. they they look at um, they look at like how to declutter my wardrobe okay. um, or decluttering in Ireland and uh, th- those sorts of uh, key words that come up um, and, and and that's what that's, okay. that's what pops up there. and when, when people send you an email what do they say they say help I'm drowning <laughs> Okay, deep. I, that's yeah, deep for an introductory yeah, email. Uh, something along those lines. No, they, <laughs> I, they usually they usually explain the rooms. They explain the rooms that they're okay. struggling with, whether it's a toy room, a playroom, a wardrobe. Sometimes, and um, then I'll get a little bit of a backstory as to what what's going on for them. The help I'm drowning side of yep. things. Um, other times I don't. All of them is describing uh, the room in which they want help with. Okay, and is it the the analogy of the room then, so I use this when I do corporate work, that mess and wellness are very, they don't really go together. Now, I'm an organized person. I mm-hmm. like, I love structure and mm-hmm. it upsets me when it's not there. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know, is, is it a reflection of where their head's at? If certain rooms are messy or their car is cluttered or their wardrobe's all over the place or their bedroom maybe, does that reflect where the person's at in their life or is that just a misconception? I think what happens is, is that if clutter is not causing an issue for you, 
then it's then it's not an issue for you. Do you know, so we, some people like to have a certain amount of stuff in their space. It's when that clutter tips over into stress affecting relationships, etc., that you need to do something about it. And when when they may come to organi- organize chaos. So I think usually what happens and what I say in my book is, is that it's, uh, people have gone through some sort of life transition or mm-hmm. are going through some sort of life transition. And that can be from moving house, having a baby, um, moving countries to um, losing a parent or a sick child or whatever. So it can be good or bad. In those situations, your home environment becomes magnified. You become more aware of mm-hmm. it. And therefore, the clutter itself could be a symptom of what's going on underneath then. So what? So when people contact me and go, oh, I really want to sort out my wardrobe, and then we do a session on the wardrobe, they usually discover that actually it's not really the wardrobe. It's <laughs> something else. How do you deal with that? So like as a PT, I get... so. Our lives sound quite similar. So people mm-hmm. would email me, say, okay, look, I put on some weight or whatever. Yeah. You meet them and you discover there's a bit more to it. Yeah. And like that, it'll be, there'll be potentially some kind of trauma or change or, you know, and you eventually get to that point where they self-realize that actually, yeah, the reason I'm eating more is because I'm more, I'm stressed mm-hmm. or, or whatever, maybe. Uh, how do you handle that then? So, how do, so there's a lot of psychology behind all of this, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I like I mean I always I always say I'm getting the house fit, you know, the trying to get some sort of systems in place. So I think the way I handle it first of all is I, uh, well, we always start off with some sort of a phone conversation. So like I, I want to speak to the person yeah. so and uh, really get to to know them and for them to know me as well, because this is going to be a relationship that we're going to work together personal. and it's very yeah. personal. And so we have a chat and I ask them initially what's working and what's not working. Okay. And we're just dealing with the space at first. And then I usually ask, why now? What's 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 going on now? Why is it causing an issue now? Mm-hmm. Has something gone on? And then, you know, we we tease out uh, information like that. But I also share as well, depending on what the client says, I'll share what might have gone on in my own life as well to explain how... Um, they're not they're not alone that organization can help and um just you know to bond and that and that to to show people to help people basically and how long does it so say i get in touch with you we mm-hmm. have our phone call the knock on the door comes yeah how long does the session take Okay, so uh, one session is three hours, but we usually do two sessions in a day. So you'll okay. be doing six hours um, That's a with lot us. of decluttering in a day. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> wow. And then the number of days you need will depend on how much stuff you have. Wow. So um, the the number of uh, yeah days depends on how much stuff you have and your speed of decision making. Oh yeah. So, and are yeah. you ruthless? No, I'm not. <laughs> it depends on, like, it depends on the situation, yeah. right? Because um, it is not a one size fits all and I don't do any sort of quick fixes. I'm in there to help you feel better for your, with your life mm-hmm. and to set up systems that are going to last. And so in order to do that, like any life change, it's going to take a bit of time. Okay, there are three hours at a go. That's very hardcore. Yeah, so it depends. Yes, exactly. It depends on uh, how many days. It depends yeah. the speed of the decision making and how uh, how much stuff they have. Yeah. Because okay. we can go in, we can be we can be pretty quick. You know, we can... It, and, and some clients are really ready for this and they are just, get this done. I, you know, I want this done. And so therefore their decisions are going to be faster. And so therefore 
the sessions move quicker. Whereas other clients are really overwhelmed, struggling, and and just in general find decisions difficult, which is why I say they come to me about the wardrobe and they realize their decision-making around other areas of their life actually all feed in together. And so therefore the session slows down. Now, if the client usually says, now, Sarah, I need you to be really tough with me, (laughs) then I'll be really (laughs) tough with them. (laughs) So, um, and, and, but others don't say that and I can see that, oh no, do you really need that? I'll give a little bit of a push, but I'm not really. I want someone pushes back and says, like, I have a favorite mug or I have a favorite jumper that I'll never, ever, ever wear again, but I love it. And it has to stay there. But, well, then it has to stay there, and then that's fine. So we we'll oh, look at something nice. else. Okay. <laughs> no, we look at something else because it, 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 you know, there's plenty to let go of yeah. without focusing in on, and I think that's one of the biggest worries and um, that people have and fears that, oh my god, I'm going to have to get rid of everything that I love, mm. and it's like, well, no, like what we're going to do is we're going to focus on all the other stuff that yeah. might be in the house. Let's try there because this is all about decisions, um, creating a new habit, changing a lifestyle. And if we go straight in with the thing that you absolutely love and I take that out of your life, you're not really going to buy into this and I'm not going to get anywhere. So uh, what I would like you to do is to make a difference in your space, declutter, make decisions, let your brain get used to this process, get used to seeing the same thing, similar items coming up again and again, and your brain's starts to get used to this process. And then we can move on to the things that might be more either more difficult or the things you love. But listen, you don't need 60 pair of jeans. So let's get rid of some of those. Do you know, so we just don't jump into the deep end. And do you find people get quite emotional when yeah. you're working with them? They can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can do. Um, I've had like, you know, mothers who um, might be decluttering the baby clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, we're, we're, yeah we box yeah. in the attic. And yeah. They're never going to get used, but they're in the mm, attic. No. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's a tough, That's <laughs> it. that can be very tough. Yeah, that can be really tough, letting go of the little baby clothes. Um, and then paperwork as well can bring up a huge emotion oh, yeah. uh, as well. I, I again must be a fear that what if I need this and what if what if I let go of something that's important? I had uh, a client there a couple of months ago who was very anxious at the start of the session, and we just we just t- took a time out. It's like okay, let's just stand in the room here for a minute and let's just be present and acknowledge what's going on here. And okay, that some this, mindfulness. Yes, yeah. exactly. That this is uncomfortable and that that's okay, but we can still make a difference here. And let's just, let's just see where, how we go. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, fascinating. Yeah. So what you do, you know, it's that the organization, it's the systems and you can, how do you ensure the systems last? Or the, do you? Yeah, usually generally what I find is that my clients come back every five years or so for oh, a bit yeah. of a top okay. up. Yeah. So they're lasting a while, yeah. um, uh, thankfully. Uh, again, whether the, the lasting depends on how much you're going to accumulate and the habit that you create in order to maintain it going forward. We can take you some of the way and then you need to maintain this. It's like like going to the gym, Same. Yeah. you know, yeah. like you, you need to go to the gym three times a week or something in order to maintain maintain it. Um, so how do I make sure that the systems last is, um, what we do, um, from a practical point of view is that we are going to obviously be physically there to help you. 
uh, we usually pull the place apart and start all over again. (laughs) (laughs) So it usually gets worse before it gets better. And I reassure the client about that because this is, again, your overwhelm is feeding into it. So it's like, okay, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but we just need you to sit there and make decisions and mm-hmm. we'll do everything else. Um, I know exactly what I need them to look at first, next, last in order to make a difference in the space. And then the systems then, so we pull it all apart and um, and we declutter. So one of the systems is that we have to actually reduce what you own. Yep. Um, and where does that go? I, do you bring it away in a big van? Does it go into a skip? Do you do you have companies that you'll you'll upcycle with or? Yeah, all of the above. So either the client will get rid of it, or the client will ask me to get rid yeah, of it. Okay. It'll go yeah. to charities, donations, recycling, um, cool. and yeah, we have some charities that will come come to the client's house and take the stuff away. So wow. it just depends on what the item is, yeah, mm-hmm. and how much they have as well. Yeah. Bring me through some of the basic sim- uh, systems that you might use. Um, so, like, I mean, in kitchens and that, uh, if we start in the kitchens, um, we would, for example, if we have an under the sink, it's sort of this vast area oh, yeah. that can get quite messy. So we'd, you know, be looking at, can we maximize the space there by adding an extra shelf? Can we add in baskets on the back of the door? A corner unit, which, you know, can tend to be quite deep and difficult to get. How can we create a system whereby the items are more easily able to pull out? Um, If not, if we can't do that, then maybe there are some items that would be better suited for that space, like, you know, a, a large pot or something like that that you're not accessing very often. Uh, We're looking at the higher level shelves for items that are used less often, the lower levels for things that are used most often. Um, We're using storage such as like Lazy Susans and that to bring the back of the cupboard to the front of the cupboard. Those sorts of things are in the kitchen. Um, Systems in the wardrobe then would be um, items like, you know, um, slimline hangers. You're going to get twice the amount of space on the hanger. Slimline hangers. Yeah. Yeah. They're a, they're that a game That makes changer. sense. I get that now. Because yeah. we, we, yeah. extra hangers. But like some of them are big wood things and yeah. some of them are even bigger, like, uh, like plastic or things. And they're huge. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. They are, if I was, suggesting one change to make to anybody's house is that they swap up all their hangers. So and are the slimline ones like the are the metal one? No, no? it's a felt. Oh. It's a sort of a, a, a now if you don't like the velvet touch like I don't, um oh, yeah. they do they do a plastic version of it. Um and those slimline hangers um not only allow you to um maximize the space on your rail so you're going to be able to keep more clothes mm-hmm. than you might be more might be comfortable letting go of but it, they also they catch your clothes they hold on to your clothes okay. so therefore it's not going to fall off the rail the velvet, yeah. and so therefore you're not going to end up with this cluttered untidy wardrobe uh-huh. uh, it's going to stay tidier for longer and it just looks better oh, the yeah, joy of organization it just you need your uniform uh, <laughs> hangers but it's like wooden hangers whereas wooden your, your big coats and your winter coats won't go on those slimline hangers. Oh, yeah. Those go to wooden. Okay. Um, so the and your plastic and your dry cleaner hangers need to be out of there. Oh yeah. Gone. Oh my, my poor wardrobe when I go home. I'm gonna be <laughs> thinking of you when I look at it tonight. Um are there some people who are just messy? And even if they get it and you'll go away, you know that they're gonna be messy. And that's just how they, that's just how they are. And they're happy in their messiness. 
Um, yeah, like I think that uh, the majority of the clients that come through to me are ready to to make a change or want to make yeah. a change to a certain point. Um, generally, I think that um, it, as I was saying the start, if people are happy and comfortable in their in, in their clutter or their mess or their creative um, mess, then that's that's fine. However, yeah, we've had a we've had a couple of clients, all right, and we'll put certain amount of systems in, but you do wonder how long it's 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 going to to last and work for them. And of course, there's a big difference then between kind of clutter and hoarding. Yeah. Big mm-hmm. difference. Huge difference. And I'm really passionate about explaining um, the difference between, between, not only between this, but also, um, I think, okay, so I think that um, a lot of people, like if they'll ring me, they'll go, oh, you know, I'm a bit of a hoarder or, uh, you know, now I don't have OCD. And it's these... Um, throwing away of these um, very serious uh, kind of illnesses. They're loose terms, yeah, but actually it's a very serious it's a very condition. Seri- yeah. they're, they're serious conditions, yeah. exa- exactly. Whereas if you just if you just have a bit of clutter, we all have mm-hmm. clutter, you know, so that, that's, that's absolutely fine. So there is a big difference between um, hoarding and clutter. With hoarding, generally in my experience, the person has... Um, experience some sort of grief in their life, usually at a young age. And so therefore they're holding on to their items um, because their items are giving them some level mm-hmm. of comfort, which it, it, we might not understand and they might not be able to explain it either. And so it's re- it can be really sad. Um, I have a lot of uh, families contacting me, asking me about, could I help their hoarder mother or their hoarder sister or whatever it is. Um, but unfortunately, um, from what I always suggested that they, that they make sure that they speak to a therapist, first of all, and if they can make some sort of indent or change in their home as a result of that themselves first, then we can go and help them after that. Otherwise, it would just be it would be just a, a waste of time and upsetting potentially for the client. Final question for people listening in whose partners might be a bit messy. What can they bring home having listened to the podcast to suggest to the partner that they might do a little bit of tidying or organisation? Have you any tips for them? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think uh, this can be, um, if, if you're a particularly organised or tidy and then you, you have a partner who is not, it can be probably potentially quite stressful. Okay. <laughs> um, I think for this, what I would suggest is um, there has to be, again, coming back to some sort of system in the house whereby there are some rooms that are kept at a certain level so that if somebody calls to the door tomorrow, you're not going to be mortified. So whether that's the hallway into the living room, maybe the kitchen, and they're, they're the rooms that are kept tidy. Yep. Um, and then, then there are other areas that they might be able to mess up. I think that as well as if if you have to mess up an area or mess up a room, mess up only one area. Like I'm big into like one of the systems are zoning it. So if oh, we yeah. can if we can zone the mess, well, that's in good. Some I like that now. That's yeah, very good in some shape or form. Okay. And you can do this yourself as well. Like I mean, for example, if I was decluttering my kitchen, for example, I might be too busy at the moment to get 
to get to it. Yep. So therefore, what I do is I tend to move all the clutter to one section of the kitchen. Yep. So that's the messy section yep. of the kitchen. And it's zoned. And therefore, the rest of the area is available, like available to use. So you can use it whether you're just talking about general clutter or a constant mess. Have a, it's, a, it's like a neutral zone. It's a messy zone. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, good. That's the, air, that's the area and we just we've dumped things over there. Okay, so if you're listening in and you have a partner who's a little bit messy, have... Chat about the messy zone tonight over a cup of tea <laughs> and uh, you can tell them that Sarah said so and see see, see where that gets you. Sarah Reynolds, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, if people you. want to find you, uh, yeah. give me your Instagram, give me your website, give me all of that. Yeah, um, so my Instagram is Organised Chaos Ireland. Um, my website is organisedchaos.ie and then I have my book as well, Organised, which is on the website or on Amazon. Amazing. I've loved that. That was great. I love that. That zone idea is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> we have a messy zone in the studio. It's just over to the right-hand side. That's kind of the messy zone. Yeah. Uh, so it makes lots of sense. <laughs> Folks, uh, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. A fascinating insight into organization, structure, and just how it can improve your health and improve your life. As ever, you know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Instagram, realhealth.independent.ie. Have an organized week, a structured week, and put those plans in place. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. It's long Good folk.